hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on, Charlie? Hello, hello, hello. I'm here <laughs> and interested in what we're talking about today because it's something that has fascinated me in a long time about why it doesn't quite translate to anime. And this is very weird because I haven't actually said what we're talking about, but I won't spoil it because Sam likes to say that. So <laughs> go for it. I'll leave it, but we're talking about horror anime. There today. it is. So I'm interested because I've often been like, it should by all accounts be the best medium for it, but is it? It's actually a very good point. But uh, first of all, Graham, how are you, my friend? Terrified. <laughs> Just living in perpetual fear. <laughs> in a state of horror. Yes, you are dead, right? It's an interesting case, and it's sort of what we found when we did our uh, Samurai and Ninja episode with Lewis last season, where you're like, there must be tons of these. Japanese horror is famous for being terrifying. There must be thousands of anime shows. There aren't, really. There's lots of, there are elements of horror in lots of things, but like when you talk about pure horror genre shows, there really aren't as many as you might think. And it's kind of weird. But what I'll do quickly is I'll just do a little little history of horror in Japan before we jump over to what I think is quite possibly the most famous horror manga car that exists. Manga Boy. Manga Boy. The Manga Boy is back. We're really bringing out the Manga Boy this season, aren't we? Manga Boy is back. Yeah, you'd be remiss to swerve away from this. Creator. Oh, yes, yes. And, you know, one of those shows are about to air, but we will talk about that soon. So let me reference a source. This was from rikumojournal.com, and the person was Rob Boucher, uh, who is, I believe, the head of South a, a Southeast Asian film horror film festival, something like that. I might have totally got that incorrect, but if you go to that website, rikumojournal.com, you will find the text. I'm going to basically bastardize what he wrote, which is quite interesting, and he's obviously an expert in Japanese horror. I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of horror as a genre in Japanese media. So the earliest Japanese horror films actually were made in the 1920s. However, many of those are now lost to time. Like most horror films, Japanese horror is deeply rooted in the folk tales from their culture, not unlike how the Brothers Grimm and other fairy tales are the basis of a lot of US and European horror horror films of modern times. These folktales began as oral tradition, passed down from generation to generation, and originate through the Shinto belief system. One recurring entity is the Oni, which is an invisible demon, or invisible demons, who are present throughout most folktales. Oni are said to live among people and possess magic powers that create disease and natural disasters. Now, a subgenre within these folktales, which deal with the occult, are called yokai. The word yokai is used as a general reference to supernatural beings, but there are several subcategories such as bakemono, shapeshifters, yuri, vengeful spirits. Now, the yuri is probably most familiar to Western audiences in that it comes from the story of Okiku, who was thrown down a well by a samurai because she refuses romantic advances. Fair play. Um, <laughs> I expect nothing less. Standard. We've all been there, baby. Standard. Okikul returns as a vengeful spirit and is depicted with long black hair and a gravelly whispering voice. Might be ringing some bells. Oh, ringing now. some bells. <laughs> ringing some bells. Uh, most Uray are depicted as female and they seek revenge on the men who have wronged them, gradually drive them insane. That is sort of the typical Uray, Uray. Story. Now, funnily enough, an Irish folklorist called Lafcordia Hearn began publishing and recording these folk stories in the late 19th century. He was fluent in Japanese and one of the very first foreigners or gaijin to become integrated into Japanese society. Was he the first weeb? Actually, 
That's a pretty good shout. Yeah. Hey. Yep. That's it's actually a pretty good shout. Uh, we found the first weeb, ladies first and gentlemen. First weeb. We found him. He's Irish. He's Irish too. Jesus. Jesus. He compiled many stories of the yokai and published them in a 1904 journal entitled Quiden. Stories and Studies of Strange Things. So as mentioned before, there were numerous short films made in the early 20th century, the 1920s particularly, but they are now lost. But modern Japanese horror didn't really kick off until the mid-1960s. Onibana, directed by Kenito Shindo in 1964, is generally considered the first of the modern Japanese horror genre. The following year, director Masaki Kobayashi released his horror anthology Kwaiden, which is, of course, a presentation of Hearn's collection of stories. The film was made up of four different horror vignettes from Hearn's initial stories, which he'd recorded from folklore. He actually won the special jury prize at the 1965 Cannes Film Festival. Kobayashi became one of the most influential directors of the genre, and not just in Japan, but around the world, as his more psychological form of horror was in stark contrast to what a lot of the US and European directors were doing at the time in the genre, which relied on jump scares and slasher films. A lot of the fear came from what wasn't shown and let your imagination do the work, which, you know, when you look at modern Japanese horror films, is quite a recurring theme with a very psychological type thing. And of course, 1990s brought us what is now known as J-horror and moving into the early 2000s, which of course, Ringu, The Ring, which obviously got a very famous... US remake, uh, The Grudge, of course, same thing, and Pulse, which is another very famous one, which is kind of about the horrors of the internet. It's a horror film which uses the internet, but like in the early 2000s. I've actually seen it. It was on SBS one night and I watched it and I was like, this is fucking terrifying. That's just a basic history of Japanese horror. Yes, coming back to your point, which is so correct, you would think that there would just be hundreds of these in the anime world, right? They just aren't. It's weird, right? Even in films, even horror, even like animated films, I mean, there just aren't that many. Lots of elements, lots of elements involved. But like pure horror anime, not really a thing. Do you think it's a money thing? Like you can't really capitalise on like a show? Like there's Because there's a lot of like, obviously a lot of, I reckon you could argue that the, the the new big three or like the, what are they called? The Dark Trinity. The Dark Trinity all have horror elements. Yep, absolutely. Like Chainsaw yeah. Man has horror. Obviously he big turns time. into a literal chainsaw. Yep. Jujutsu Kaisen has it. Like a lot of gore. Yeah. Hell's Paradise, I assume, based on the title, probably has some kind of horror element to it. So there's a lot of horror adjacent animes that are popular. Yeah. But nothing that when I went to look up pure horror, mm. like which I think that in every other genre there's clearly pure horror things. Oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Slash films. Well, Japanese horror films, massive genre. Just mentioned a few of them, you know, like. Oh, my God. And always like famously the scariest of all of them. Like, I don't know if anyone's seen Cabin in the Woods, that movie. Oh, oh yeah, Joss Whedon. Where they. um. Fuck, I love that movie. Oh, my God. Where they, there's this whole bit where they're kind of like, Japan failed, they never fail. They have that like hundred <laughs> percent success rate of horrifying like, yeah. horror. circle of girls all chanting all like chanting. Ah. the next scene is just like disemboweled girls and stuff. Oh my oh, god. It is yeah. What a so, horrible human being he is, but what a I fucking love that movie. Just Whedon, yes, yes. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's it's so it's really, really famously the best at horror. And like yeah. I think the the ring the American remake scary. The original Ringu is even scarier. Fuck, it's so You know what is actually terrifying. scary is the, the grudge American. Is Sam Michelle Gellar. Yeah, and it's set, in, and it's set in Japan. Like she lives in Japan. And the original grudge that I watched was actually, I think it was a TV movie. And uh, I watched it once and like it's low budget, but that almost makes it more scary because you're mm. like, what is going on here? Like what? <laughs> yeah. so it was like, like that, like that kind of like creepy. Well, it's the Euro, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's um that long hair. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's a vibe, to be honest. <laughs> it's certainly a um, vibe. Okay, if we're going to talk about the horror genre, and again, 
there's about to be an anime adaptation. There have been a few anime adaptations of this manga's work, which haven't been great. But as far as if we're going to talk about seminal horror creators, we cannot not talk about Junji Ito. So, Graham, tell us about Junji. Manga Boy, you're up. Manga Boy's in. I don't even know how you begin to summarize Junji Ito's work. Mm. I mean, it put it in your parlance. I would say he's the undisputed king of I'm, I'm, horror mangaka. I'm going to also coronate this. Yeah. Yes. Undisputed king of horror manga. No question. Yeah. So I, I for this horror manga episode, I'm going to talk about Uzumaki, which mm-hmm. I think people would consider his- Narrative? <laughs> so I got- well, yeah, let me, yeah, let me bring that back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so Uzumaki, the direct translation for Uzumaki is spiral or mm. swirl, and then Naruto has this swirl sort of the seal. Seal, seal. Yeah, is the whole thing. I don't know if that's why he was named that. Part of the clan, his mom's clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a seal. just a coincidence. I think yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Special, they're special. They're special. Yeah, yeah, they're the seal clan. Yeah, still Mate. learning about Naruto for so twenty good. years later. Like, great show. <laughs> Yeah, I think people would consider Uzumaki his magnum opus of sort of horror. It's going to be an anime. It's the one you see on T-shirts a yeah. lot. Like a lot of his artwork gets put onto like Japanese streetwear as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of like that's, that's really the only sort of marketable sort of horror manga anime stuff you see is Jinju Ito's work on T-shirts as well. That's how I actually discovered it was. Really? Yeah, this the, the girl whose face is all spiraled in. She's got like the yep. one eyeball. That's how I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. That's cool. That's, isn't it? That's, that's the famous yeah. thing. Someone's yeah. like, oh, it's Jinju Ito. Blah, 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 blah. It's going to be a weird one to describe to how to break this down. The story follows a girl called Kiri and her boyfriend, who I can't remember his name. I, I, wrote, I meant to write it down, but I didn't. I'm an idiot. Apologies. Um, where they find that the town itself has become obsessed with the concept of spirals, hmm. um, which that doesn't sound like anything. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, but I think that's what Ito does really well is he takes these really sort of benign, almost mundane sort of concepts and just turns it into the most horrific thing you could think imagine, of. Yeah. Um, that sounds scary to me. Spirals? Like if everyone was suddenly obsessed with spirals. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's creepy. Weird. Like that's the kid. That's writing red drum. That's like the, you know, the, yeah, like, yeah, the drawing. Yeah, like yeah. that's caught. Yeah, I get it. But even Unsettling. just to come up with the idea of that, oh, a spiral, that's, you know, one of the most natural things in nature is a spiral. Yes. And we're going to flip that on his head. Mm. And I think that's what Jinju Ito does really well is he takes normal things and makes them scary. Like there's a quote from him saying that he likes to look at the world backwards and that's what he finds Scary. Normal mundane stuff becomes stuff of sheer horror. A lot of body horror in his work too, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of, if you're like a fan of Cronenberg mm. type mm, stuff, absolutely. like body, so, I guess they call sure, it body horror. Surely he's influenced by Ito. I, I, would, I don't or know who came first, chicken and the yeah, egg, really. question, I need to look that up. Yeah, there is a lot of twisted figures. Um, but he has he has the ability to make things, like there's some of his short stories, there's stories about cats and his cats, the way he's drawn them are actually Scary. And you're like, how the hell do you make a house cat scary? And he mm. does. Um, I have a house cat. That's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy. Have you met Mitchie? They're yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> this town becomes obsessed with spirals. And like the start of the the manga just is the girl going to school and she sees the boyfriend's father and he's transfixed with looking at a snail on a wall. And she calls out to him and like, hey, what, how are you? What's going on? No response. And they just become more and more obsessed. I, I don't even want to tell you, like, mm. to tell you what would happen would kind of spoil, spoil the actual yeah. horror of it. Jinju Ito is, a, is a, 
he's a master. I always say he's the master of the page turn. He keys up his stuff so well to the point where you, you read, you read, you know, man, this is quite tense and it's horrifying. And then you get to the last frame and you'll see a character who's just face is just horrified by something. And you know, you have to turn that page. You know, it's going to be something horrific. <laughs> What's it going to be? The panel is just so laid out and you turn it and you're like, oh, I was not expecting that. Mm. Which is, he just keeps you off kilter. And I even think it comes down to his, his art style. Like he draws a world very well. It's well structured. His people like look great, but there's always like an underlying sort of sense that something's off mm. in the world. Like stuff just feels wrong, even though it's like, oh, it's a girl going to school. But there's the tension to it that I can't really put into words because some of the way even the way he draws faces a lot of his girls are very kind of porcelain doll yep. sort of looking yep. you know they're all very symmetrical it's just it's the whole worlds are always off kilter which i i love um and he's one of these writers that it's like the spiral concept he never really explains it and I guess that just keeps you following the story because mm. you're expecting answers and he's not really that willing to give you them Interesting. I mean, I, I think ambiguity is a very powerful tool yeah. as a storyteller, yeah. right? It's, you know, I think a lot of the time in the West we get so obsessed to be like, yeah, but how does it work? Explain it to me exactly, you know? And don't get me wrong. Yeah. Japan does the same thing with power systems and whatnot. It's like, yeah. you know, they break it down to the most minute detail. But why I think someone like Junji Ito is so interesting is, yeah, again, like we said before, the idea of what isn't shown. Yeah. You know, the psychological horror of not knowing is a very powerful tool in the horror genre, I think. Also to do it on the page is really impressive because I feel like most horror mediums are like sound influenced hugely. Yes, like look at Halloween, yes. look at that um, famous soundtrack, look at that kind of suspense in that way. But one thing is that there was an adaptation of some of his works called the Junji Two Collection that yeah. happened oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it flopped really badly. It was bad, yeah. And I think people are saying that they couldn't quite capture his atmosphere, his aesthetic, like what he put on the page to that. I think it was an anthology, like it was yeah. all his mm. short stories. I was I really that, surprised yeah. because I remember thinking I was excited just watch mm. it and then everyone just told me not to. Mm. And I was like, I wonder if it's like like his his visuals or the way he paces the manga works really well on the page. I'd be yeah. interested to see how this adaptation goes. This Uzumaki adaptation is hot. Highly anticipated, but it's taken them a long time. And I remember it came out last year. They showed a, like the, an opening segment of it. And everyone was like, oh, this is – and again, it's it's perfect you say off kilter because yeah. the way they've decided to animate it is very almost rotoscoped, mm. I guess. You know, like I, I strongly suggest if you – if it hasn't come out, well, it won't have come out by the time this podcast comes out, but like go look it up. Uh, look up the Uzumaki teaser or whatever, trailer. And then, you know, see what you think. Because it's, yeah, it's a very interesting concept to me. I've, I haven't, look, full disclosure, you would think that we would have done the horror genre earlier in our five seasons of, of doing this podcast. I'm not a horror guy. I'm not. Just not. Not my jam. You know, Are you, but, uh, do you get scared of it or you just don't like it? Don't like it. I don't, I'm scared too. Don't get me wrong. I'm, not, I'm you know, I'm a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do get scared of horror. And also, I just don't like, I'm like, it's idea of like, hmm, I want to feel like fucking shit. Like I, ah. I choose to feel terrified and un, unsettled. Mm. No, I don't. Life is hard enough, people. Why do you need this in your lives? No, I like the it. world is scary enough, people. It's an adrenaline rush. It's not though, I've, especially when it's like no. those really gory ones, man. I'm like, what the fuck is this? No, like, I mean, you know, saw hostel miss me with that shit. I'm not into like the torture porny, like no, all that crap. shit. Like, no, no, no. Look, but I love feeling unsettled okay. and like when I'm watching something, and I do 
I do enjoy slasher flicks hilariously. Look, they're camp and funny in the in the seventies. There are some versions, amazing you know I mean? ones. Like Halloween's camp and funny. I mean, okay, Halloween's not camp and funny. Evil Dead. Spoken as someone who's never watched Halloween, obviously. Oh no, sorry, Halloween's fucked. Halloween's got one of the best opening sequences yeah. in cinematic history and one of the best soundtracks. It's an amazing yeah, John film. John wrote that too, didn't he? Absolutely. And it is, Halloween is, a, as well. is an incredible mm. film. And Scream is an incredible film Scream as well. Fun. Has that held up? Yes. Yes. Scream because Scream is one of the be, first like meta films. It might be better out. because it is 90s. Like yeah. it, really? it has that sort of. And I've yeah. seen Scream. The self-awareness yeah. of Scream was ahead yeah. of its time. So we talked about Cabin in the Woods. Scream yeah. was kind of doing that before that. You know, that, yeah. that they were kind of going, here's the rules of the horror film. I know film. what you did last summer as well. See, that's like, that is that is a bad yeah, that cool. is a bad slasher film. Scream is very self-aware of one of the first ones to kind of be like, we're in a 90s slasher flick. Yeah. And you've got a character mm. there who is a movie fan who is like, hang on a second, guys. Like, you've got to play by the rules here. Like, and it's actually, it's a really good film. I'm a, I like The Evil Dead. That's fun. Yeah, they're good. I think that's my favourite horror film, which I saw way too young. I think I saw this film when I was about four years old is The Thing. Oh, the thing is amazing. Yeah, that's that's thing is amazing. That's again body horror. Yep. But uh, again, it brings that sort of tension with them being isolated in the Arctic at night. And you don't and know it, who it is. You don't know who it is. The paranoia of it, like it's, yes. last time I watched that, I really tried to like track who the thing was oh, the whole can. way through, and you can't. Like it's it's not possible. It it's is a masterpiece. I know. I'm like, it's a dog at one point. Like, got that. It was a dog. Uh, <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm kind of like, ah, uh, yeah. But that um. That kind of tension, that kind of thing is what I'm into. And unfortunately, I haven't found anime. I feel like the an- horror animes I've watched have just been kind of that torture porn body horror stuff. Yeah, it's a lot like of it. Like Devil Man Cry Baby, I nearly did for this. Yeah. Because that is a horror, but yep. that's like a body yeah, horror, like just a lot of violence. Up, hey. And to me, I just don't think that violence equals horror necessarily. No, no, Like it they're not really anymore. different things. Oh, in 2022. Which is weird because if you want to go and watch exactly what you're talking about, you go and watch Japanese horror films, you know, tension and release is the key to almost all art in general, right? I mean, it's like music, drama, comedy. Yeah. Everything's tension and release, right? And horror is probably the biggest, uh, the most extreme version of tension and release, right? You know, it's like, and that's why the jump scares come out and get you, you know, because it's like 10, 10, 10, 10, bam, something yeah. happens, you know? It's like, and it builds this tension for a long time. Soundtracks do a lot part of it. Um, and you wonder, know, the grudge is one of those things. The, the ring is one of those things. <laughs> but why not anime? Why I, I wonder it? if it's to do with the fact that it's animated that we don't like. It is that extra step away from reality. Extra kind of like. It's a good point. You yeah. know, you're kind of just like, yeah. Like I'll be shocked by a lot less if it's animated. I think than if I saw it with live action. But you can also take things to such extreme. In yeah. Animation, you know, like I think if you're if you're smart enough about how you you do your horror, like I don't think you need blood and gore. Like one of the one of the things that scares me. Well, two things. If you go back to Doctor Who, mm-hmm. there's the Weeping Angels mm-hmm. that will they'll come for you when you're not looking. They're all statues. So as soon as you look away, uh, they come for you. Uh, terrifying. Hate That's that. Terrifying, love yeah. it. But hate um, it. <laughs> hated it. Love it. Still look at a statue going, I'm not my on you. I got you. Sir. There's also another race of aliens in it that will, as soon as you look away, you forget. Uh, so you look away and then something's going to happen. You look away and you forget. Huh. Like there's there's ways of scaring people without just tying them to a chair and cutting pieces off people. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. I think I mean, Japanese horror does superbly. Yes, I mean one of the scariest and best episodes of Buffy is Hush. Oh Not yeah, not a damn sound. Yeah. What do you think's the scariest movie you've ever watched? This is off track, but what do you think the scariest movie you've ever watched is? I'm being pretty fucking terrified at the Ring, the Japanese Ring, when I saw it. Yeah, it is scary. It really, and I was young. That terrified me. I remember watching also very young. And it relies almost exclusively on jump scares. But what lies beneath? 
Harrison Ford. Mm, that scared okay. the fuck out of me, man. God, we were so different. I fucking loved horror movies when I was growing up. I used yeah. to watch it. I used to go to sleepovers and watch all of them marathon and like. But What Lies Beneath is not scary at all. You should I'm watch that you, again. I'm telling you, I'm a little bit. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm not hinting Harrison this Ford and Michelle. Yeah, yeah that was scary to me, bro. <laughs> fuck. I think mine is. Good shit. Leave me alone. Mine is probably still alien, I think. I think it's probably the whole thing about forced pregnancy. Oh, yeah, that's pretty As fucked. a male, like, kind of scares me. And also this sort of claustrophobic tension that it has and the score and stuff. It's a great film. But would you say it's a thriller or a horror or sci- sci-fi? Sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi horror. horror. Sci-fi, sci-fi horror for yeah, sure. Yeah, at least the first one is sci-fi. Yeah, 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 yeah. So two, when I was really young, way too young, I snuck downstairs and I watched The Exorcist and I think I fully scarred myself for life. <laughs> I reckon I was maybe seven. Oh, oh Jesus, really? And um, I fully then became obsessed with The Exorcist and then went to school and started writing in my diary as though I was – I was possessed. I was obsessed as a kid after I saw um, Friday the 13th Mm. drawing Jason and chainsaws and people getting chopped in half when I was about eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Fully child psychiatrist. In school and the kids were like. We need to talk about Graham. My my parents had to go, is this kid all right? (laughs) No, he just watched the movies he probably shouldn't have, so. But the thing that scares me the most, the recent film, this is really dumb, I'm going to admit this scared the shit out of me, was actually The Conjuring. Scared me so much. And that is a classic horror house film um, that was done. And, like, I realise this is so off tangent, but I was like, the reason why, like, those kind of horror house ones are really, there's so many of them, is they're so cheap to do. You find a location, you film on them, you can make. And, like, The Conjuring, they got that down to a fine art. And that Mm. film is so good. Like the way that they plan every scare, everything. And like, I'm not easy to scare. I, you know, I was watching, I watched The Exorcist at age seven. Like, yeah, I, yeah. come Yo. at me. No, come at me. Yo. But like, for some you reason. sleep tucked up in bed, just shivering. Sam's terrified of what lies beneath. With your nightlight on. <laughs> but I think that I genuinely get more afraid of the not, not the violence, none of that. It's, it's, yeah, it's the really, like, it's, it's the ghosty, like uncertainty and like this really paranormal stuff <laughs> that get ghosty. to me. The ghosty scare the shit. Paranormal activity scare the shit out of me. Go- oh, paranormal too. Okay, paranormal. I actually went on a date. It's a good paranormal day. activity. It's a good I've done a few horror movie days, and yeah, it was fun. a disaster. Like, cause I oh, was you were, t- you were not okay. weeping in the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> she was fine, and you were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Well, the vibe's not here, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we ruined it. The vibe's not here. <laughs> the vibe's not here. Talk like- about a genius movie-making strategy. Like he, their budget, I think has, has a record for making. Well, right? Yeah, but I think that Paranormal Activity more TV's. so. Yeah. It's cheaper and they made so much money back. It's like it's got the record for the like lowest budget, highest return. That and right. Blair Witch. Blair Witch had such a hold on us in the 90s. It's Blair not Witch scary. did a whole thing to us back then, didn't it? I remember being terrified of that as a 12 year old or whatever. I think I hadn't seen it and I was scared of it. And then I watched it and I was like, this isn't scary. Right. I used to go to my friend's house. Her parents would let us hire out R18 films when we were like 13. So I watched Blair Witch really <laughs> early on in life. I was and I was like, of eh. normal movies. Horror didn't have effect, but if you showed me the end scene of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit with Christopher Lloyd turning into a cartoon, that is scary. That's scary. Jesus Christ, that scared me. Yeah, that is scary. <laughs> Same the with like, rabbit getting lowered into the dip, that traumatized me. Same I watched like, The Thing before I saw that and I was like, 
Well, this is uh, true. Like, <laughs> this is a real horror. Not the cartoon world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many films like that. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Terrifying film. Bed knobs yeah. and broomsticks. It's a terrifying film. Think about that. Then fucking knights the fighting of armor. Nazis with magic is terrifying. And then like sounds fine with that. Yeah. Portobello yeah. Road going for fifteen minutes. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm officially <laughs> terrifying. So yeah, I was thinking of Chi Chi Bang Bang with a child snatcher, which is terrifying. Okay, that is well. terrifying. That's yeah, very scary. But anyway, massive sidetrack there. But talking about horror. But getting back to like what. Classic like horror and what we know horror to be kind mm. of thing. It's funny because the one I'm about to talk about is very much taking on like sort of the paranormal kind of stuff that I think is like universally kind of talked about. So we've got poltergeists and exorcisms and possessed dolls and that kind of thing, which is not the doll thing. The possessed doll thing fucks me up, yo. That yeah. Chucky shit. You missed me with that, man. Oh, I was Chucky's fucking terrified hilarious. of that shit. The fucking goosebumps thing. Oh, no, goosebumps. Goosebumps. Night of the Dummy. Dummy. Okay, dude. I'm traumatized from that still. That shit fucked me up. That dude. is scary. That is next level scary. Chucky's also, not that scary. Movie, Orphan? Orphan is weird. And that scary. was fucking weird. But that and twist scary, is dude. so yeah. funny. Come on. Oh, the twist is fucking ridiculous, but it was terrible. No, Chucky, okay, I feel like Chucky, you need to watch it because it's actually funny and dumb. Okay, I haven't watched it since last year. Charles plays Chucky, but I think Night of the Living Dummy for Goosebumps. Absolutely terrifying. That was so scary. Yeah. But um, I think so. It's funny because I'm this show that so I'm about low. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, Sam is really, really. To be fair, I was scared of Roger Rabbit, so I get it. So the show I'm doing is called Ghost Hunt, mm-hmm. and I, when we were talking this episode, I was like, "Oh my god!" I watched a show when I was in high school. It came out in 2006, oh. and I went. I think it was on YouTube. So I might upload it illegally on YouTube at the time. Now it's on Crunchyroll, so you can watch it there legally. And it's two seasons long, about 50 episodes, 25 each season. So it goes for quite a while. Um, but I remember being like, what is this dumb show? Anyway, I remember loving it. So when I realized that I was like, it's one of the only shows I've watched that really deals with like ghost hunting. Okay. Like where detectives are paranormal. Like, and it uh. is set in a, the you know modern day Japan at the time. And it is as paranormal amongst us and these people have to deal with it. Cool. And I like supernatural, but set in a Japanese high school. Um, so it's kind of procedural like that. There's a, there's a monster of the week. And mm. anyway, it starts with a high school girl. The whole se- scene, uh, whole series starts. A high school girl sitting in an empty classroom with two of her friends. And they're telling ghost stories about there's like an old school mm. that is like abandoned and it was like getting renovations and everyone left because of some mysterious things happening to it. So they were like exchanging stories about it. And now they're like got ghost stories about like the teacher that killed themselves there or the fact that it used to be like a hospital during the war and like telling stories is for fun because they love ghost storytelling. Mm. Uh, and then this random mysterious stranger turns up and is kind of a bit weird and this girl's sus on him. Turns out he's actually been hired by the school because he's a famous paranormal detective. Main character ends up accidentally destroying his camera equipment and in doing so when she goes to explore the old school to get some more ghost story things, his assistant gets injured so then she's forced to become his assistant. Classic. He's also a prodigy and only 16, so they're the same age, so that's not weird. Cue this. Uh, basically, in the same episode, all these different – the principal of the school doesn't trust just one person to, to, to like, to kind of deal with it, so they bring in all these uh, paranormal, like, uh, specialists. So you have, like, a shrine maiden who deals with exorcism in, like, that, that kind of religion. You have a monk. Cool. You have an Australian, which Australian. I was like, yeah, but I mean, literally there's like, I'm from Australia. He's a Catholic priest. He's an exorcist. <laughs> It'd be great if they just George brought Pell? in yeah, yeah, a, maiden, like, a monk and then an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> no context. Like, and there's like a psychic. That's and then a good word, mate. Yeah, good yeah, mate. Yeah. And then there's this guy who just is like a good detective, I think, is the vibe. What I like about it is it reminded me of, like it is pretty low stakes. Um, she ends up getting embroiled and now becoming the official assistant 
of this, you know, like um, supernatural agency. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a bit of a romance happening but not super crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of it's just sort of like between the main two. It sort of reminds me of like, yeah, a procedural. Like what I like about it is that there's always one person, the main guy, who's a skeptic. So he will always try and prove that it was real life occurrences before. And they do that in The Conjuring as well. There's like a whole scene where they realize that it's actually like a uh, like something dripping and causing the thing to sink or something like that. And he'll figure that out. So like the reason everything's sliding that way is because the building's literally sinking. So it's Fox Or Mulder. like it's kind of a... Oh, sorry, it's Scully. Fox Mulder believes. Mulder, he yeah. fucking believes. So Mulder believes. You better believe. Scully. He had the post. He's nonsense. Believes. Yes. And even she doesn't believe for a, too long in that series. Yes. I'm like, babe, <laughs> how many more? In the like, first season, she sees a lot okay? of shit. And she's like, like, no. Straight off the bat, it's like, nah. dude. That thing was flying yeah. into your face. Yeah. I think like, she gets abducted at one point. She does. And she's still just like, she's I don't know one. about it. <laughs> no, yeah. maybe not. Does she become pregnant with an alien? I think, I that think she does. Yeah, and then she's just like, I nah, don't, know. don't believe it. Don't uh, believe it. Nah. Still skeptic. Pretty yeah. sure but this I, is your trauma. Time. I enjoy like <laughs> that. Trauma response. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, wow, my favorite show of all time. But honestly, when I started watching it again for the episode, I watched like six episodes straight in a row and I went, this show is good. It's actually quite creepy. Yeah, like right. the horror in it is is scary enough. The one that freaked me out, again, classic, is, is the possessed doll. And a lot of the Every stuff time. that they do is like through the cameras that he sets up because he has like he is like he's a real – he's sort of a realistic paranormal agent detective. So he's got a lot of like that, you know, like uh, gear that will test like thermal – like as yeah. in like thermal yeah, cameras. Yeah, and, and stuff. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's the stuff a lot of the animation will show like just watching through back that. And for some reason – and same with paranormal activity. Anything through a home camera, anything like – Found footage. I'm already like, I'm way more scared than I'm I would gone, be. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, this must be real. <laughs> I say watching an animated thing that's like, <laughs> but yeah, this show, it's by JC stuff from 2006. Animation is nothing to write home about, but also nothing to scoff at. Like, it's mm. completely fine. Tone of it is surprisingly good. And I can't think of another anime like it at all. Really? And I think that it's funny because it's not really a good example because it doesn't follow like, it's not, you know, I, I was going to do another or Shiki, I could not find them on streaming services. Yeah, neither Two could I. Two very famous anime horror and like the number one kind of examples. Another is very right much up there. Up there. Uh, and Shiki is like a vampire kind of mystery town one that is like, uh, yeah, that's um kind of, they're more like eerie, slow burn. This one doesn't really mm. have so much eerie. It's kind of like, I'd say, yeah, X-Files Supernatural. We're going to find the monster of the week, deal with it, and have some romance in there too. But it's like similar, as I would say, Supernatural has scared the shit out of me a bunch of times. I've watched Supernatural and been like, I'm fucking scared. I'm scared. X-Files as well. Yeah. Oh, X-Files is that guy that um, fucking can bet. Oh, goes through the Oh, my God. He's the scariest character in history. And the cursed fucking doll again. In X-Files? Yeah, that's a doll episode, man. It makes the woman hit herself in the head with a hammer. It's fucked. Uh, Yeah. Horrible. Hate that. You know yeah. what? You know, so was it Tommy Knockers? Stephen King's Tommy Knockers with the dolls? No. Yeah. Okay. I can't be doing that. Yeah. yeah is that a doll thing? so scary? Annabelle, what? have you seen the Annabelle doll? Terrifying. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Just wait till you see my Harrison Ford doll. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of a bathtub. <laughs> just in the bath. <laughs> what life is is such a weird, like, I'm just such telling a weird, you, you asked like, me what I remember as a kid such being a fucking terrified of. reference to a 90s. Horror film yeah. that no one, a thr- I, not even a horror, a thriller. A thriller. A thriller yeah, film thr- where it turns out the husband's thriller. abusive. Yeah. Yeah. But they're jump scares, probably the real man. horror. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Real horror. Psychological. Still Y'all. get married to Harrison Ford, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, Calista Flockhart seems all right. 
I haven't seen her in years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, has is anyone? She still, is she still having visions like Ali McBeal? Is she okay? I guess. So I'm going to check that Harrison Ford's bathtub. <laughs> so I'm going to say. Uh, the um, Ghost Hunt um, you can find on Crunchyroll. If you honestly, it's it's a good watch. High school though, so high school shenanigans. A lot of these are another another's also set in a high school. Um, Higurashi when they cry, another very famous, famous like bait and switch one. Bait and where switch where you think that you're watching a like cute high school thing and then you're like, oh my god. So I think I think we anime can do eerie. What was that yeah, one that came out recently with the girls? He's ghost. Naruku-chan. She, she pretends not to see them. That was actually yeah. That's an interesting case because like that's a good. That was a comedy horror show, which is a weird kind of mishmash. Because yeah, some too. of it was actually fucking creepy and terrifying. The really creepy part was how sexualized it was. Oh. I hated that. Okay, uh, which is why I didn't watch it. I watched the first three episodes, and I remember coming on and doing the episode and being like, the third episode happened, and it wasn't. Wasn't that much fan service. It was really great. Fourth, and then like we released <laughs> the episode. The fourth episode came out, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> No, I look like an idiot. Yeah, it's getting better, guys. I, <laughs> I promise. Like, I was like, maybe it's getting better, everyone. It's worse. It's like, worse. That, I was like, fuck. I um, will, I've been reading a webtoon. Sorry, bring it back to webtoons again. Back to Gateway webtoons, to webtoon. Um, I, there's a really good romance that I'm reading at the moment called Half Ghost, which is actually a sequel to a show called Ghost Bride. It is, I love the way they do it. It reminds me of what that show could have been, yes. which is where like, the world goes on, but this girl, her eyes suddenly awaken and everything around her is like the ghosts that she can see are completely fucked. So where if your eyes are awake, like are, everywhere you go, there will just be these creepy ass ghosts. Yeah, like Maruka-chan. And yeah. if your eyes are awake, you suddenly smell really good to them. So like- That was Maruka-chan And too. then yeah, you nearly it. get- oh, okay. uh, that, Yeah, notice you. Sure. And they start to like- But the thing is that you have to either become a bride of a ghost or someone and they oh. become like- It's not sexual. It's actually- oh. I mean, it, it is later. So. It's a romance. <laughs> but you end up like having to become a ghost bride and then- if you're like a strong ghost has to has to kind of like mark you as their own or you will get, be eaten. But it isn't necessarily sexual. There's some ghost brides that just like it's happen not to be. Necessarily. No. Well the strong ghost needs to mark you. What? <laughs> are you listening to yourself? What the fuck are you talking it's about? Not sexual. No, it's not sexual. No. no. Not sexual at Hang all. Hang on. Now I've said it out loud. It's a really creepy. It's a great example of like wholesome. <laughs> Wholesome. But fucking terrifying. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, the greater connotations, of course, but, <laughs> you know. But yeah, there, look, this horror show, Elfin Lied, another super problematic horror anime, which we have done a video about because it's heavily influenced uh, Stranger Things, whether it's, you know, conscious or subconscious from the creators. I think they have admitted that they've been influenced by Elfin Lied, haven't they? Yeah. And it's, Stranger Things had a very horror-heavy horror season this season. Very they much so, actually. Yeah, really hard stuff. It was yeah. good. And in fact, one of the great influences—I don't know if they were influenced by this this manga and/or anime—but um, I'm going to talk about one of the few horror shows that I really, really like, and that is called. Well, the manga is called Parasite, but the anime version is called Parasite: The Maxim. So this is a science fiction horror series written and illustrated by Hitoshi Iwaki. Published in Kodansha's Morning Open Zokan and Monthly Afternoon Magazine from 1988 to 1995. I actually didn't realize it was that old because the anime remake came out in 2014. Uh, in, in, in Japan, anyway, till March 2015 and then released in the US in October 2015 to April 2016. And as of December 2020, the manga had over 24 million copies in circulation. It's huge. Wow, so it was really a lot older before it got adapted. Way older. Wow, yeah, yeah I didn't know I, that I didn't either. Know that either. Yeah. I was like, when I was doing the research, I was like, oh, shit, it's that old. But it was uh, famously made by Madhouse in, in 2014. 
and it looks great. It looks great. There's some slightly dodgy, like you can tell they've they've gone the CG route when it's like background scene, people crossing a road. I'm like, the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> the very- fucking bear is there again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was another episode. Don't worry. <laughs> that was our last For episode throwback. Who listened to the last episode, yes, that is a good throwback. But oh yeah, kind of like <laughs> super janky. I was like, why? Why are they walking so weird? Um, but yes, anyway, the rest of the animation is actually fantastic. But Parasite follows the protagonist, Shinichi Izumi, uh, who is just an everyday 17-year-old high school student. One night, a tiny worm-like alien basically falls from space and they have a drill-like head. These are the aforementioned parasites. They've arrived on Earth seemingly all over the place. So their purpose is to burrow into humans' brains via the ear or the nose. Now, Shinichi is has the misfortune of being one such target seemingly at random. So fortunately for Shinichi, he sleeps with his headphone buds in. So it can't go in through his ear, so it goes through his, tries to go in through his nose. He then wakes up, sneezes it out, only to have it jump into his hand. Barrows into his right hand, but he thankfully very quickly decides to wrap his headphones around his arm and sort of pull it as a tourniquet and stops it from taking over his brain. He's then freaking out. His parents walk in. They're like, what the fuck? And he's like, a snake, a snake's borrowed into my hand. That's the worst. Like, I can't. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> a snake borrowed into my hand. <laughs> <laughs> not like any, Is like, it, so no. Not, not Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's not Harrison Ford in <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> that's up there. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, it similar, similar things, really. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I guess YouTube. Growing up in Australia, yeah, snakes burrowing into hands could might be a thing. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's a pretty. This show, oh, it's, it's actually like, a pretty pretty hectic it's show. It's very gory. But anyway, his parents are like, "You on drugs, motherfucker? Like, what's going on here?" And he's like, "I tell you, there's a snake in my hand." And they're like, "Yeah, cool, bro. Just go to sleep and stop smoking meth." Um, is that is that verbatim? Did <laughs> well, they you... do they, they do say, "Are you on drugs? Oh. You better not be on drugs." And he's like, "I'm not," you know. Like, but subject is like, "Get out of here." Give bro. me some of that snake burrowing into my hand. <laughs> I'll like, have what he's having. <laughs> he then awakens to a voice saying, "I have failed." He's like, "What?" You failed what? what? What What was that? Kind of stumbles out, heads in to school. But his right hand is acting weird, starting to do things of its own volition, like grabbing things it shouldn't and doing things seemingly outside of his own conscious control. Uh, basically, he's then heading home from school after this weird day of his right hand doing some weird shit. And a young girl runs out, follow, chasing a ball, and a car is about to hit her. He runs out as the car is about to certainly kill them both. He Clark Kents the motherfucker and stops it dead in its tracks, turtles the car, saves the girl. But then when he looks up at his hand, there's an eyeball staring back at him and these big old like claw, like blades coming out of his hand. He's like, what the fuck? Goes home and he's freaking out and then grabs a blade and tries to stab his own hand. The hand blocks it, <laughs> comes to life in this kind of, it's very, again, body horror-esque. You know, this show is full body horror, by the way. Uh, tries to grab it, stops it, and he's like, what's going on? It starts talking to him. Turns out this creature is called Miggy, which actually is in Japanese, right, right hand. Yeah. So essentially human Miggy, Miggy having failed to take over the brain, they're a bit like the Yerks. From animals. I was going to say, yeah. is this literally Animorphs? Yeah, it's kind of the Yerks from Animorphs, right? So, um, God, what a show. What a what show. A what a book series. Love that shit. 
One of the um, best theme songs. We have brought this up before when we did our Netflix walkthrough back in season one, but I glossed over it very quickly. Apparently the live action is pretty good as well. Very much so, yeah. So basically him and Miggy, and I like that he's called Shinichi, kind of sounds like synergy. You know, they have to they have to create this sort of synergistic relationship between each other. They they both still maintain their own consciousness, their ideas, but they have to coexist. They're hunted by the more well-established parasites, which have taken over full brains. But like the, the opening scene of this show is just like this husband and wife standing. The husband's got his hands on her shoulders. And all of a sudden, like the Stranger Things creature, the one's like... Yeah. Demigorgon. Just like that. The guy's face just starts like contorting, like almost Junji Ito style. Then it just turns into a big Demigorgon-like thing, just eats a fucking face. And you're like... Okay. Opening, literally the opening sequence. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then the next scene comes back and then you hear this like, so fucked. Like, dad, what's going on? And then he's like all fucked up face and just walks off to quite clearly, you know, yeah, yeah. finish the job. It's pretty fucked. And like, but yeah, super violent, super body horror style, but actually a really good show. Like it is quite scary, but it's like, it's kind of cool. It actually has a real plot that it follows through. It's not just random scary vignettes or anything like that. Uh, the relationship between Shinichi and Miki is actually kind of beautiful in a weird way. But, you know, it explores philosophical, psychological questions such as like, what does it mean to be human? Are humans the ultimate parasite? Mm. The role of instinct and love and the very notion of morality itself. You know, what if a higher level predator was to arrive on Earth? Are we actually that great? You know, like that's kind of the whole question that it keeps raising about morality and parasites. But, Are we the ultimate parasite? But- it's fucking cool. Does it ask what lies beneath? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. We'll never know. We'll never. You turned it off. So we'll never know. Also, also, now I've remembered the actual plot. It's not Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's wife who was killed beforehand is the ghost. Yeah. The poltergeist. Yeah. If you will. Spoil, real spoilers now. Yeah, but he's the killer. So. He is the killer. But she comes back. Good on her. Honestly, good for her. I agree. A Yuri, if you will. We have come full circle. Is there an anime adaptation? Shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) We've actually somehow, we've actually somehow (laughs) legitimately brought that back. (laughs) I'm proud of us. Um, I'm not. (laughs) Parasite the Maxim, it's on Netflix, it's also on Crunchyroll. It's really fucking good. You've you've seen it, right? Yeah, I watched. I think I watched the first. Is there two seasons? Yeah, just there one? are. Yeah. yeah, I only watched the first season. I remember being profoundly disturbed by the opening sequence. And like, <laughs> as my, sequence. yeah, because I I'm fine with horror. As I said, like I like being scared, but I find sometimes gory stuff. I'm just a bit like, it's oh, you got to be good. And I think the show is good, but I was mm. like, oh, brutal. Like it's you got to be in the right mood to watch that. You know? Yeah, it's it's pretty hectic. And like, there's a very famous sequence that you can look up on YouTube, where like one of the parasites goes and takes on an entire Yakuza, like, cell. And it's, like, very fa- – it lo- it's classic madhouse at their peak, like, not, not quite at their peak, but, like, at, you know, at their – firing on all cylinders. It looks incredible. He, like, takes out this whole group and sees how many times he gets, take like, shot. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got me three times. Okay, good to know. You know, like, mm. what they can it's, – it's a very cool sequence. Very, very famous. Uh, yeah. So, look, Parasite the Maxim, very, very cool. Like I said, there are many others we've missed out here, like Higurashi, another Elfin Lied. Um, yeah, all these big heavy hitters. Devil Man Cry Baby, I'd say, is a horror. Oh, definitely is. Yeah, yeah it is. And that's on Netflix as well. And it's worth watching, but like, my God. It's like that. Oh, yeah. I, find, I struggled to watch that. Yeah. It's it's pretty 
pretty full on and hypersexually yeah, charged as well. Yeah. And like, yeah, so if you're not into that, do not watch it. But it is, I think it's a good show and it's well animated and it's, and it's great music yeah, as well. It's Masaki Yuasa as it's well. It's really well done. But it, I feel like when we talk about horror and anime, we tend to most talk about gory anime. Like, yeah, it's online. true. Yeah. Yeah. Because other than Ghost Hunt, which is a full on, just like paranormal sci fi horror, like, mm. and obviously Junju 2 is famously. But we, yeah, yeah, there's not that much. There should be more, but maybe there's yes. not because it doesn't translate quite as well because we've got live action horror films which kill it. Yeah, yeah, and I also think like anime itself can be quite violent. Oh, massively! Like they're never shy from disemboweling and beheading and stuff. There's elements of horror in in many many shows which aren't pure seen horror. You know, like Attack on Titan is horrific. Definitely yeah. has some is horror. It horror? No, but it's no, it yeah, terrifying and has the same of sort of. You know, people get mutilated. I say Razor is a bit of a horror too. I'm about to say Razor yeah. has some horror. Oh, horror the bunnies. Um, yeah, as, yeah. Oh, the bunnies. Oh, the um, bunnies. That was fucked. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, Psycho Pass sort of has some elements. Yeah. Kind of psychological, psychological horror yeah. also. But, Sci-fi stuff. You know, you yeah. see you see elements of it all over the place. But like when you talk about just pure, pure horror films horror. or yeah. pure horror genre, you just don't see it that much. Like, yeah, because I feel like when I think of horror, I think of serial killers or ghosts, hauntings, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, slasher films. Kind of slasher, yeah. Well, that's serial yeah. That is Gateway to Anime's little look into horror. And there is certainly plenty of stuff out there, but it's not as ubiquitous or as dense a genre in the medium as you would think. If you really want to watch some crazy horror films, go watch the Japanese live action films, you know. And also there's some other stuff like what's that fucking film? Audition. Audition, that man, that scared the shit out of that, me. That film is fucked, dude. Like, yeah, that's that's... Fuck, Itchy the Killer. That's even worse. It yeah. was horrible. I couldn't even get ten minutes into it. Yeah, there is some crazy shit out there uh, in in the Japanese horror genre. Anyway, that is our horror episode. Junji Ito again is is the undisputed king. Uzumaki, we are all waiting for it. Even I will watch it. Go read his other stuff. Go read Tome. Go read Goyo. <laughs> Sam's Go read his short already. stories. His short stories are incredible as well. Mm. One chapter's bang. Change your life. There you and go. Everyone you. who's not me. Um, <laughs> I think you would enjoy Look, I have no question that, you know, when, when, when we're talking undisputed king level, mm. obviously it's going to be something I can appreciate. But again, it's just not my jam. Anyway, of course, as always, we'd like to thank our wonderful patrons. That is, of course, Grant. That is Curtis, Rose, Dom, Alex, Samantha, Caroline, Christian. Y'all are the best. And if you want to join our Patreon, you can. www.patreon.com forward slash gateway to anime. I mean, honestly, even if you want to do the $1.50, it means so much to us. It helps us so much. But all good. If you want to follow us on our socials, of course, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or hit us up on our website, www.gatewaytoanime.com. Charlie, Graham, thank you so much. Graham, we're not going to see you for a little while, my friend. You are off on a sojourn of I'll some sort. I'll be venturing to the Europe's. Yes. But I, I like Harrison Ford, I'll return. <laughs> or his wife will return. I will return like Harrison Ford's From wife. The watery gray. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't go into Coming to a bathtub right? near you. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. We'll Thank safe you. travels. We'll miss you very much and uh, look forward to your return. We'll be finding some other guests to fill the big shoes that you will be leaving us. I'll leave the shoes here. <laughs> they can slip into them. Um, <laughs> Charlie, thanks as always. Good times. Catch you next time. See you later.